0: Go here we go. I, I'm assuming. I'm assuming Josh Helmer. You know what they say when you assume, but I'm assuming this will be my last day from our Goldsby, Washington studios. I'm assuming we'll be back in the Buffalo Wild Wing studios tomorrow. I like it. How you feeling? Feel fine. I feel fine. Um, as has kind of typified anything you catch during this time of year there's like a nagging little cough or something that just will not go away will not go away um but i'm fighting through it i'm fighting through it and uh i'm fired up to talk sports with you for the next three hours we have we have a lot to get to. i've i've reached out I've reached out for a couple of guests to help us out today. I, I have not heard back. If you'd like to plan ahead on the guest list for the Plank Show, and we will be kicking off tomorrow's program with OU women's basketball coach Ginny Baranchek. She will join us at 9.03 tomorrow. Josh Potite was very specific. He's like, when you say 9, do you mean 9.05? I said 9.03 is when the open hits. So, Coach Baranchek... 903, Josh will be calling you tomorrow. Are we, uh, how was Cavens yesterday? Did you have a good time? It was great. Yeah. Did you get to go check out the new break room upstairs?
1: Pretty you know, awesome. Uh, no, I didn't walk up that way. I probably should have just, uh, awesome. even for reference point. Yeah, dude, it's cool. Um, all right, let's
0: just hit a couple of topics here real quick, right off the top. Good night. So good night. Last night, you watched the Thunder game.
1: You know what? I did not, but uh, it was – yeah, it was a good night.
0: I watched the uh, Thunder game, and then I uh, got caught up on old episodes of American Greed. Have you ever watched that on CNBC? (laughs) No. It's a terrible, terrible show. But it it, it basically recaps awful people who basically – like Ponzi schemes and things of that nature, right? Too good to be true deals. I watched one about a pope in St. Louis or a priest in St. Louis that – basically stole all the money from the people that went to his church. It's like, whoa. That makes you kind of open your eyes a little bit. So if your pastor or if your priest comes to you with investment advice, I suggest that you watch this on American Greed. Not that I'm lumping everyone in with them. That's not what I'm saying. It's just it was a little bit weird, Josh. It's a little bit weird. That's good television. It's good television, though, man. Stacy Keach as the narrator. Let's go. But I did watch a lot of the Thunder last night. Boy, they're still uh they're still giving it to Josh Giddy on the road. I'm I'm not panicking yet. Right. Uh it's a tough trip. And their next back-to-back, I think, also includes uh their final game against the Lakers this season on the West Coast, uh, in a couple weeks from now. Wait, what did I say in a couple months from now? But I will say I the idea of adding a vet has ratcheted up a little bit. We love Chet. Think he's gonna be special. But you're starting to see some teams have found ways to take advantage of them. And and also, let's just face it, you're not going to be on every single night, Josh. I mean, that's just the reality of the NBA. Uh, LeBron has off nights. And it just so happens, in this case, a couple bad nights for, for Chet. It's made Oklahoma City look somewhat vulnerable, which I'm not ready to freak out on that. We'll get to that coming up here in just a bit. Number two. Number two topic I want to get to. And I noticed this. I'm not... I'm not necessarily, speaking of panicking, I'm not ready to sound any alarms quite yet. But I don't know if it was, I don't know if it was our buddy John Williams or if it was uh, the guys that run the Heartland Twitter feed, but I saw this and and I saw some version or form of this last night, Josh, kind of consistently on social media, which was, if we don't get any of these Alabama or maybe one of these star Washington players out of the portal, then I have to wonder what's going on. Have you started to see some of that for Oklahoma fans?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and probably just in combination with sounds like Lance Lancer might not happen. Right. Ferguson are already right. Did not happen. You
0: add to it with those two players that a lot of people consider to be Absolute slam dunks. Oh, we got to get these guys. These are the guys we got to get. And now when you find out that maybe it's it's not happening or that there hasn't been Oklahoma linked to some of these guys, it makes fans feel, and I don't really know how to put it except for this, some sort of way. And that way isn't overly optimistic. Now, the only thing I have been able to compare this to, and you tell me if you think this is a good comparison or not, is how you feel in the NFL – whenever your team doesn't get a big-name free agent that you felt like they wanted to get. that That's the only feeling I can have. Because this isn't recruiting. This is free agency. And I, I, I will say, I do find it odd. and And again, this is more of that NFL-to-college comparison, right? I do find it odd that people will ignore his stats from college and tell you what star he was coming out of high school. Whenever we're talking about portal guys, it's like, well, he's got a couple years of college where you can look at his stats. It's like an NFL free agency. You very rarely hear is, well, he was really good at Tennessee with the volunteers. Well, what about his two years with the Lions? Ah, But he was a five-star recruit at Tennessee. And it's like, no, no, no. They talk about what they've done at that level. So that's been fascinating to follow. But is that the right way to feel, you think? And you don't have to answer now, Josh. We can dive into it a little bit later more in depth. I have it kind of earmarked like 930 to get a – and our 10 o'clock portal updates. But with – and now seeing Caleb Downs in the portal. You know, one of the best safeties in the game. When you you see a guy like that jump in the portal, I think it's automatic that everybody wants to jump on board and be in the mix for a guy like Caleb Downs, right?
1: Absolutely. And – I think I think I know what it boils down to with Oklahoma fans. If uh if I asked you just philosophically, mm-hmm. best case scenario, what uh not not a year by year and obviously understanding that on an individual positional basis mm-hmm. your needs are different, right? So your expectations are also different relative to your needs, but philosophically to you, what should Oklahoma best case scenario what are they looking for out of the transfer portal not this go around just sort There's of evergreen. what right. do you how do you view the transfer portal for Oklahoma what are you looking for out of it because i I've, I've got my answer on this Okay front. okay okay
0: well do you want to do that now or do you want to hold off on it
1: Well fire away if you want to
0: I think they want to get the best available players that fit their culture Is that Do you want it more fine-tuned than that? Do you want it to drill a little deeper, or is that that a good answer to that? No, I think that's good, and then
1: my thought would be this, and this is where I think the consternation is for Oklahoma fans. I'm here for it. The transfer portal best-case scenario for Oklahoma, with the understanding that this just isn't going to be the case in every single situation, right? But best-case scenario you're getting all-conference performers out of it, right? Right, You're getting a guy to add to the roster that you think, if it's offensive line, defensive line, wide receiver, whatever, they can come in and be an all-SEC guy for you, right? A legitimate impact difference maker, NFL-type talent. And where we're at in the transfer portal this cycle for Oklahoma, for right now, is it fair to say they've gotten one guy like that in Deion Burks that everybody's pretty confident mm-hmm. is that guy.
0: Yep. I think that's fair. Will, now, I'm not – I mean, I tend to be a little bit maybe higher than the – oh, gosh, why am I blanking on the kid from Miami of Ohio and, and all my list of notes that I have here for months and months and months. Uh, Caden Woolard, I tend to be a little higher on him, and he is an all-conference performer, but Josh – there's a little bit of a difference in being an all big Ten guy and being an all Mac guy in some people's minds, right?
1: Right, all SEC, all Mac, all Big Ten yes, there's a difference. you know I, I
0: keep I keep seeing this um, because people talk about the apps the the overall number of players on the roster uh, and, and I, I'm not saying that this is uh, incorrect but from the 405, you're already going to have to out. You're already going to have to cut guys because they're over the limit. Yeah, but I mean, there's there's ways around that. I I, I don't think that you're looking at a situation where it's like, all right, Jaden Gibson, welcome uh, into the. We're going to have to let you go. Um, you're being what is processed right now. I it it's not it's not what I think many of us feel like it looks like to where you can't go get anyone because you're over a scholarship limit. And think about this. I mean, Casey Thompson is coming in and not taking a scholarship from everything that I've heard, right? Um, You've brought in a couple of guys. Your preferred walk-on program is – it seems to be kicking pretty well. So I I don't know. I don't know, again, scholarship numbers – Things of that nature, I wouldn't be. I guess my point is, Josh, I wouldn't be panicking too much about that. When you're like, well, they've already got like too many guys. Uh, I I think they find ways. I think you're able to manipulate that a little bit easier than maybe we even realize today. That's me, and, and and it wouldn't surprise me if there's still a few more guys in the spring that jump into the portal. But with that said, I don't think that's going to stop you from going out and getting a guy that you truly want. Now. I don't know what promises have been made to certain guys. We talked about this yesterday. Maybe when you bring in a Deion Burks, you bring him in with the commitment of, hey, we're not going to go get any other wide receivers, man. You're a guy with our young guys that we have signed and our guys that we're bringing in. Let's go. I, I don't know. But I agree with you. I think that you're going to look for the best possible players. Period. And you want, you want guys that, obviously are a culture fit but also I mean I was talking to Porter Moser about this a couple weeks ago on the show right he goes don't get it twisted you still want the best players you still want to go out and get dudes I'm not going to bring in a dude that's a culture fit and isn't isn't good at basketball right I'd be a great culture fit with Porter Moser I'd do anything he wants I'm terrible at basketball right right but the, the, the point is more than anything else I think you're onto it Josh those are the type of players you want that's the type of talent you want to be bringing in
1: and, uh, okay, so they're over the limit. They have to move some things around. Probably that's not going to stop you. No, From no. at right. least one or two. If we're talking the guys we're discussing here, all conference going to step in and, you know, dramatically improve Oklahoma, probably you're going to find a way. Now, the situation you're in prevents you from finding six or seven of those guys. Right. You,
0: You also, Josh – 85 is 80. It's 85 is a scholarship number. 105 is the number of players that you can have on your roster. So don't don't get that twisted either. You know there is an absolute number, but like we said, I, you you come and you don't want to get to a point where you've got like 12 extra guys. You're like, oh, what are we going to do? We got 12 guys that we promised scholarships to. I I don't think that's ever going to be the case. But I've just I've noted and and I think part of it too, part of it too, Josh, is you've seen teams that you feel like you're a competing with and then be better than that appear to be doing really well with some of these guys in the portal. Alabama. I'm sorry, Texas. Goes and gets Isaiah Bond. And then they added um they added the linebacker Blackshire from Alabama yesterday, right? Um Tennessee. Tennessee has appeared to be doing really well in the portal. Uh Louisville, a team that I feel like we're infinitely better than. They're crushing it. They just got Tyler Barron to flip to Louisville yesterday. I think that adds to some of the frustration too. And, and this was the this was a majority of the show for what, an hour on Friday. But now that you add some Bama guys, potentially some Michigan dudes, a lot of Washington guys, and you know, a couple of Arizona dudes that I thought looked really good in the bowl game, it When you don't hear Oklahoma, or at the very least, there isn't a lot of buzz around some of those guys to Oklahoma, Josh, it's understandable to where people might be like, okay, what's going on here? Why are we not getting these better players, right?
1: Especially when, again, Ferguson seemed to be a possibility, Hurd seemed to be a possibility, and neither happened, neither materialized.
0: Mm. So I want to dive into that a little bit deeper coming up later on in the program. We spent a lot of time on it there. Early thoughts already rolling in at 405-651-3439. That's the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. If you want to pick up the phone and call us, we'd love to hear from you at 405-329-9000, the Riverwind Casino jackpot line. Josh, two other things that I want to hit here real quick in the open. Number one, remember our nerdy conversation about the ESPN Plus and Bill called in and was trying to, we were trying to figure out how many games are left on ESPN Plus and how we're going to be able to navigate that. Well, big news this morning is that Amazon Prime, Amazon has acquired a stake in the Diamond Sports Group, which means like Bally Sports Oklahoma, you can now watch it on Amazon Prime. So, basically, the regional sports networks had filed for bankruptcy last year, which put 37 teams across the NBA, Major League Baseball, and the NHL in jeopardy, you can now watch those games on Amazon Prime. So, that's good news. Still a pay option, right? But a little bit easier than trying, okay, what channel is this? Where do I need to go? What app do I need to have on this? Looks like Amazon Prime will be a place where you can find Thunder games. More on that coming up a little bit later on in the program. And then... I wanted to talk yesterday about Caleb Williams' declaration for the NFL draft, and it's two days old, so I know that in a lot of people's minds, it's old news, they don't want to get into it, but I got lost in the sauce last night of reading our uh, Twitter post, our ex-post or whatever, about... Caleb Williams and how people feel about his time at Oklahoma and as he declares for the NFL draft and as he is going to go number one in the NFL draft Josh I wanted to revisit it just for a moment to kind of maybe for this from for the nine to noon crew for the plank platoon of the ref army Josh just to kind of test the waters of how we are feeling about the way things played out for Caleb Williams so are you okay if I revisit like a 24 to 36 hour old story and dive into it a little bit next let's do it next the plank show with josh elmer i'm chris plank right here on the home of sooner fans all right it is the uh the plank show right here on the ref oh my gosh it's kind of funny i'm watching uh, i've got let's see i've got get up on one tv and first take on the other and marcus spears is currently on both of them and the question is, who's the bigger disappointment, the Cowboys or the Eagles? I would laugh because if this was like the Jason Smith show or if Arnie was involved, you know what they would say? Stealing my stuff. They're stealing my takes. I mean, Josh, we had this poll up yesterday. They're stealing our stuff. Come on, yeah. man. Who's who's patrolling the way we operate here? Oh, my gosh. The, uh, the Dallas Cowboys, by the way, won our poll in a rather impressive fashion. 77% of you had the Cowboys as the more disappointing team over the Eagles or the Dolphins.
1: You know, the, the Eagles loss was pretty embarrassing as well. Right. The the Cowboys was jarring because it was the first seven seed to win, and they got walloped, right? right. Fell behind big early. But uh, that was not a good performance at all. No. From Philly either. And, and when it was all said and done, they got beat handily too. Now, I would – Probably, you know, look, I would probably agree that Dallas's was more embarrassing just individually.
0: Sure. Oh, gosh. Dallas's was embarrassing because and this is maybe a little bit unfair because their fans get caught up in the, oh, we are going to the Super Bowl after like week five of the season. It's it it is inevitable. Oh, gosh, we're we're so good. We're going to the people are picking us. To go to the Super Bowl, look at us,
1: and it, and it's gone, to... and it's gone, um, and you know here's the deal though, who can blame that fan base? No, one. this year or no. a couple of other years they look great. I mean, there's been several seasons in the last five or ten where they looked like legitimate Super Bowl contenders throughout the regular season, and then uh, obviously they they do this.
0: They look great, and then they break your heart. Josh, speaking of breaking your heart, on the final day possible to declare yourself eligible for the NFL draft, Caleb Williams declared himself eligible for the NFL draft.
1: Waited for the final day, huh?
0: Final day. Um, and, and I'm sure by now many of you have seen it, especially if you listen to the show or if you follow the ref on Twitter. Williams tweeted, since I was 10, all I ever wanted to do was to play football. The journey would be empty without the people who have supported and loved me. I will fight on forever and rep horns down for life. I'm ready to do whatever it takes. I'm officially declaring for the NFL draft. Now, Caleb Williams, even, even, even though, right, he left, there was that span where Oklahoma fans fought for him to stay, and I and I think it's fair to say, looking back, that Brent Venables fought for him to stay too. Remember the speech at the Alamo Bowl: "Hey, we want to we want to go win championships, and we want to do it with Caleb Williams, right?" Um, but I felt, looking back, did I have confidence that he would potentially come back? Sure, but I think we all. Deep in our core, if you would have given us truth serum, Josh, we felt like he was always going to go with Lincoln Riley, right?
1: Or there was some pretty serious concern that that might happen.
0: So, I saw I saw a tweet, and last night, I meant to get into this yesterday on the show, but last night, Josh, I started going through some of our mentions at Carrie F Sports on Twitter. And the first one I see is from Gerald McCoy. And... God, you guys got to leave Gerald alone. First of all, number one, it's okay if he hugs Lincoln Riley. All right? I mean, I, I I will tell you a lot of people. Baker probably did. It's just he was a guy that did not leave the right way. But there is still it's, – it's okay for these guys who played for him or, or were around the program to still have good vibes and feel good about it. You all need to chill out. What'd you expect? Gerald McCoy to grab him, point to the crowd, grab his arms, and then just, like, pick him up, like, tombstone pile driver style? I mean, come on.
1: He's going he's gonna to give him the, the bane to the Batman treatment. He's going to break the bat.
0: Um, Joe McCoy wrote, they shouldn't feel a thing about Caleb. He's a kid who followed a coach who told him one thing and did another. He chose Lincoln, not OU, and in turn, learned to love OU. But he followed the coach he committed to. Respectful kid and I'll always rock with him. I, I I was I'm like, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. The what's the worst thing that he did to Oklahoma or OU? A, he didn't stay here, and B, what? He said there wasn't there's more shopping options in California? I mean, I, I saw a couple of them. Uh Lisa Said, I'm not seeing an OU. Thank you. He trashed OU fans after he left. No, well, he
1: definitely didn't.
0: He, he didn't. I mean, I just, I, I felt like in everything, in everything that he did, Josh, he was very calculated. He was very calculated. Now he got trashed. <laughs> he, he he did, but I don't, I don't think he ever looked at it and said, bleep OU what a trash town, what a trash program, what a trash, anything of that nature, right? We've seen that happen before sure. whenever guys leave.
1: I, that, I would say that's almost more common.
0: Mm-hmm. But, sure, you so, someone put up a picture of Benedict Arnold. <laughs> but I, I just, in going through that, I was I was really happy to see how, for the most part, there was a lot of support. So I ask you, Josh, should there be ill will? Because I say no. What he gave Oklahoma in the season that he was here was pretty special. One of the most memorable OU Texas games we'll ever have. We lost our mind whenever he was announced as the starter. I think what was that? Was that the Tech or the TCU game whenever they finally made him the starter after the Texas game? He got the uh, OU daily in trouble because they were stalking out practice, right? <laughs> Remember that? Yeah, yeah. But I think my only regret with Caleb Williams, well, outside that he didn't stick around, was that Lincoln didn't let him talk. I I wish that he was able to talk the entire season. I think that, you know, we we see Brent Venables has a complete 180 different approach on this, right? His take is, if you play, you can be with the media. And that's, that's the thing that I hate. I hated that we didn't get to talk to him until after the Alamo Bowl because, as we learned, the kid was awesome. He's passionate. You know, you can you can have your laughs about, um, hey, he cried in his mom's arm when they lost a game. Okay? That's fine. Feel how you want to feel. But I just I, – I don't hold ill will towards him. I think he was good for Oklahoma – I think we struggled for a year. Dylan Gabriel was good for Oklahoma, and in the end, I think Jackson Arnold's going to be great for Oklahoma. So, to me, I don't have this, how dare you, I can't believe you, don't you be putting horns down for life in there, which, by the way, is, I mean, he thanked Oklahoma as much as he did USC in that, in that little thing that he wrote, so, I mean, I just i kind of thought it was cool that he even acknowledged Oklahoma in the in the minor way that he did
1: well i think it's the way that he's handled it ever since he left right at at every twist and turn where he could have been nasty or unthankful he he hasn't been as it pertains to oklahoma so I, i yeah i remember him well and honestly even if he hadn't necessarily been great to oklahoma on the way out the door The situation changed, right? You signed with the head coach here. The head coach leaves. You follow the head coach that you were coming to play for that's known and regarded throughout your recruitment as arguably the nation's best play caller, quarterback, whisperer, had turned multiple guys into number one overall draft picks, got Jalen Hurts high in the draft. So it would have made sense why Caleb Williams, and it did make sense why Caleb Williams followed Lincoln Riley. But uh, the way that Caleb handled it on the exit – Oklahoma fans weren't great to Caleb Williams on the way out the door, right? I'm sure no. he saw a lot of that on social media, but he never got nasty about it. And so that, that deserves, yes, a level of respect, no doubt.
0: If you, if you go back, and I did an article for Boy Street when Caleb Williams burst onto the scene. And it was really cool to dig and kind of understand a little bit about his past Because we really didn't know a lot, except he was the five-star guy after we lost Brock Vandegrift that committed to Oklahoma on uh, the 4th of July and started things like the Sooner Summit that a lot of people clowned that ended up, you know, at least getting some guys on campus. But the reality was he didn't, he didn't like grow up an OU fan. He didn't, he didn't grow up falling in love with Oklahoma football. He wanted to be the number one pick in the NFL draft. That was that was Caleb Williams' number one goal. And when he decided that Lincoln Riley was the guy that was going to help him get here, he was coming to Oklahoma maybe even without a contract. Uh, <laughs> scholarship. And it worked out where, obviously, he ended up here, even though Lincoln w- wouldn't talk to him early on because Vandegrift was committed. So my take has always been, He's a guy who chose a coach and had a goal. But when he got here, he did fall in love with Oklahoma. He did fall in love with Sooner football.
1: I think it was a tough decision for him. I,
0: I think it was, too. I
1: genuinely believe that. I don't think it was just, uh, you know, we sit here and say he followed the coach, and he did. But I, I don't think it was just easy for Caleb Williams. I really don't. And I think his actions since speak to that.
0: I agree. So, I, just, I wanted to get that out there. I just, I'm not telling you that you have to feel the same way that we do. I think he's going to be a heck of an NFL quarterback. I really do. I think he is going to be special. And I think it's always going to be cool to think that we had him here in Oklahoma. Might have only been a year. And I think Oklahoma's going to be okay at the quarterback position for years to come. With Brent Venables and Seth Luttrell and Joe John Finley guiding that ship. But I also don't sit here today and just grind my teeth and just and anger because Caleb Williams left here now he's off to the NFL and we'll see exactly what that looks like going forward for him y'all can feel that way you want to feel but I thought it was really cool to see majority of the positive reaction on Twitter go check it out at KREF Sports we'll take a break we'll come back at the Bass of the Meyer Chevrolet text line to get this thing started right here on the home of Sooner fans
1: morning everybody we're back it's the Plank everybody.
0: Show. Good morning. Good
1: morning, everybody. Josh Elmer, alongside Chris Plank, our number one, presented by Van Who's Fence. That's VHFence.com. Get your fencing needs taken care of by the premier fence company in Oklahoma. Do it, Plank, because...
0: Because Bob Stoops said so, by gosh. By gosh.
1: VHFence.com, 405 735 one one six seven. Oops, sorry. The uh, text line's already heating up.
0: I would say, Josh Helmer, this is the best start to the Knippemeyer Chevrolet text line that we've ever had in hour one.
1: It's pretty good. Knippemeyer Chevrolet text line four zero five six five one thirty four thirty nine. From the four zero five, Caleb Williams helped the Sooners beat Texas. That is all Sooners fans need to know.
0: Okay. I I will say it was arguably it's kind of funny because I would say the same thing about Spencer Rattler. Spencer Rattler helped Oklahoma beat Texas in one of the most memorable OU Texas games that we've ever had. But yet I don't feel like people feel the same way about him. Though is it fair to say that is it fair to say that maybe just just maybe people feel like Rattler took a few more shots on the way out the door than Caleb Williams did or did you, or am i am i misreading that was were the shots that Rattler took more at say a Lincoln Riley than they were at Oklahoma in general
1: well i just think there was more bad blood in that situation because of you know getting booed the way that he did the way that he was talked about when he was here was right. I mean, it was like rumor central with Spencer Rattler, so no, I mean he he, he hasn't been uh, as polished as Caleb Williams with his exit. I mean he said a, a thing or two, but it also makes sense mm. for Spencer Rattler.
0: It does, it does. All right, where do you want to go next?
1: Six one four. I wish Caleb the best of luck, but I'm definitely picking Baker, Kyler, or Jalen to win if they face each other.
0: Oh, absolutely, man! Absolutely, that's a that's a hands down slam dunk. Well, isn't it cool to see a lot of people having to backtrack on Baker? Now there is a chance the, the the Bucks might get housed this weekend by Tampa Bay. There's a chance. Remember, these two teams. Wait a minute. The Bucks might get housed this weekend by the Lions. Those two teams met earlier this season. It was a twenty to six game, but it was, gosh, what day? It was like week six of the season. So that was almost like an entire lifetime ago. It was October. So, I don't want to get too carried away. But, yeah, no, no, no. I like seeing that people are having a backtrack, and I'll always pick Baker over just about any of them.
1: It would be pretty amazing if uh, he leads them to the NFC Championship or Super Bowl or Super Bowl Championship, would just yeah. be a, a crazy story. Camo Sooner, I was really hoping for a stone cold stunner from Gerald McCoy to Lincoln Riley on the sideline.
0: Dude, that would have been hilarious. It's like, um, we need police. Uh, Gerald McCoy just gave Lincoln Riley a stunner on the sideline. He's down. I wonder how Lincoln would take it. You know, nobody took the stunner better than Triple H and, and Vince McMahon. I mean, they would. Actually, you know what? I'd take that back, wrestling marks. Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle could take the stunner now. Would Lincoln take it well or would he no sell it? That's the question. I still can't believe people were mad at Gerald McCoy. What are you people doing? That's Gerald freaking McCoy, man. Right. That's he, our guy. You can
1: say whatever the heck you he want. <laughs> that,
0: that's, that's the dude that whenever it came time to be on the NFL Network in the – oh, not the NFL Network. What am I trying to say, Josh? Hard Knocks. He'd go into the weight room on Fridays and play Boomer sooner, and that's what he would start his day to. Fight song work. Friday. I mean, what are we what are we doing if he came and told me that – Hey, I think he's an okay guy. I'm like, you know what, Joe McCoy? He's an okay guy. You're right. I mean, all right.
1: Well, you've <laughs> sold me. I, I've completely switched my opinion. Uh,
0: all right. Yeah. got any more you want to hit here real quick? Yeah, a couple more here. Super okay.
1: CB, uh, have no ill feelings toward Caleb. Wish he would have stayed, but I totally understand why he followed stinking Lincoln to USC.
0: Yeah, and again, I, I don't know. I, I need to talk to at OU Photo Guy. Maybe I'll, I'll link it up if you guys care to actually read. I sometimes don't, but it, it was really... You know, I, I, think about, I think about how enamored we were with trying to learn more about his backstory, not just here in Norman, but across the country whenever he burst onto the scene after that Texas game. And it was really cool to kind of dig into a little bit of what Caleb Williams was all about. And it was very clear. Hey, he wanted to be an NFL quarterback. And in him and his family's minds, the best way to do that was Lincoln Riley. Uh, and I don't know. You know, I, I know that everyone's got a story. I'm sure Parker had sources that told him one thing. I'm sure that there is something more than just, oh well, he wanted. I'm I bet there is more than just he wanted to go with Lincoln. I'm sure that there is someone that's going to say, uh, what was it, Levy? Levy made him mad, or they didn't respond to him, or whatever it was. I I don't know what came out afterwards. I don't care. I, I think he was going with Lincoln the whole time. But I think Oklahoma fans and their passion for him made it tough, Josh.
1: Nick says, I was a little surprised he acknowledged Oklahoma and loves the horns down. Would have been nice to keep him, yes. I truly think he would have taken us to a natty. However, we'll never know. I hope he matures a little bit and uh, is successful in the NFL.
0: Okay, let's play this out. Just for fun, since we're on this, since we're playing hypothetical conversations here, Josh. If Caleb Williams stays around, Oklahoma's probably not a six and seven team in 2022 agreed
1: they're a much better team absolutely okay.
0: what would this year have looked like so so i i, I understand that I think it would have been pretty credible i really do i think that he had a better defense than he would have had at usC you know i, I don't know about the playmaker conversation i don't know I don't know how he would have meshed. Maybe there would have been a fallout. Maybe he would not have liked uh, the Jeff Levy offense. I, I don't know.
1: They would have had a chance to do what Washington did. This they year.
0: would have had a chance to do what Washington did. But it's it's also up there with one of the great, hey, what could have been conversations, right? We'll go back 10 years from now and say, man, what could have been? Now, he, he might not have won Heisman, and that was a big deal to him. But I definitely think he would have been in a better spot in year three at OU than he was year three at o- uh, at USC. Oh, gosh, now I'm just sad. All right, let's hit one more. One more quick. We want to give this true sooner one. This is a good one. Yeah.
1: Since Caleb, quote-unquote, failed to win a natty or get to the playoffs at USC, I'm okay with the outcome. <laughs> just being honest. If they'd won a natty, probably would feel different. Would have been nice to have another Heisman in Norman, though. I do believe. He and Lincoln were sneaky snakes during the whole process and knew they were both leaving much earlier.
0: What uh, what does Teddy say? Teddy says, uh, and correct me if I'm getting this story wrong, Ted, but Ted says he has a buddy of his that still swears to this day that after the OU-OSU game, there was like a black SUV that was parked as Oklahoma was leaving. And as the team was leaving, Lincoln and Caleb – were the only guys that got into the SUV while the rest of the team left on a bus. I think I got that story right, Ted. A sneaky snake. All right, uh, it's fun. Let's though get back to a little modern-day conversation. Uh, we got our portal talk coming up right after the top of the hour. And what is the latest on Zalance Herd? Is there a chance that it's O-V-E-R over and the Sooners have to rally? Or can't rally? But when we come back, yeah, a little college hoops tonight. A little college hoops and a big one for the Sooners. We'll preview OU West Virginia next right here on the ref. OU West Virginia tonight. College hoops, 7 o'clock. Lloyd Noble Center. You can get your tickets online right now. Soonersports.com slash tickets. It's kind of wild. I look at the Sooners record. See, 13 and 3. And you're like, whoa, 13 and 3. So how in the world can you make tonight a must-win? Well, Josh, I think you and I both agree it's pretty simple because this conference is an absolute beast. An abs- Last night in the Big 12, if you missed it, the road team, well, outside of Oklahoma State, who might be terrible, uh, though what, what's inevitably going to happen Oklahoma State's going to struggle all season long. Don't say it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, whenever they play uh, Oklahoma on February 2nd and February 24th, they won't miss a shot. I mean, you know what's coming, right? At least
1: in one of those venues, probably.
0: Home teams are 18-5. and five. Kansas State beats Baylor last night in overtime. Fair to say that maybe, just maybe, Josh, uh, K-State has Baylor's number. Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Beats number nineteen TCU at home. BYU beats twenty. And, and by the way, BYU might be pretty good. And tonight, it's a West Virginia team that's coming in that's just beaten Texas. Here's what Porter Moser said about what to expect from West Virginia and their talented duo tonight. <laughs> Very good players. I mean, uh, Farrakhan and Battle are two. I mean, upper level Big Twelve players that they just they got eligible last six seven games. Um, Battle's averaging twenty. Farrakhan's averaging twelve absolutely are bucket getters. They can go get the basket, and they both can go off the dribble. They both can shoot the three. Um, really impressed. I mean, they're, they're very, very good. And I think they're really tough. Slosinski, they're, they're, they're all um, tough, and uh, they're guards. I think Carissa gives you a playmaking guard that absolutely is, I mean, you can't fall asleep. He's throwing dimes all over the court. Um, but they combine a toughness, and then these two guys that they batted uh, late here uh, Farrakhan and Battle are just offensive; they can really go get it, and uh, they're, they're they're high level scorers. And we, we've got to be on our best defensively. There you go. And West Virginia, as we mentioned, coming off a win over Texas, I I, I did see this. I thought that was a good question. Where can o, uh, from the four hundred five? Where can OU men's basketball finish in the crazy Big Twelve after TCU and Baylor get beat last night? Right. got to win tonight, Josh. These are the these are the types of games. That you can't afford to trip up and slip up. You got to take care of business against a West Virginia team that, while they're better, I think it's fair to say Oklahoma is better than them.
1: And there's not a bunch of hey, that's an easy road game. Uh, so and and it's none of them are easy, right? But manageable type road game. Cincinnati, I mean, that's this whole week, right? I mean, you really need to probably get both.
0: Someone asked if we could go to the SEC this year. Can we go to the SEC this year in basketball? yeah that would actually uh, that would actually work out much better, wouldn't it? <laughs> Oklahoma would be in a much better spot if they were rolling in the SEC this season. but
1: schedule's just insane
0: this is this is wild.
1: after this week, you you got Texas then Texas Tech, K State at UCF, BYU, Oklahoma State okay, but Baylor, Kansas, Iowa State, Houston, Texas again. I mean it's it's a, a bear.
0: It is a bear to say the least, and tonight seven o'clock. Let's get a great crowd inside the Lloyd Noble Center. Make that place rock. All right, quick break. When we come back, let's get you caught up on all the portal news, uh, including an update on Zaylen's herd right here on the Home of Sooner fans.